you're feeling overwhelmed in your life, I get it. But there is a God you can lean on, you can rely on, and you can rest in for strength. Don't go it alone. You really can't. You'll end up with debt in streets and a whole lot of frustration. Avoid saying, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't do my life, or I hate my life. Those kind of thoughts suck the life out of you and your energy. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. So I want to tell you a story about something that happened Probably about 10 or 12 years ago, I was in the middle of homeschooling four children and working full time and trying to rub two pennies together. My workload as a college instructor, I teach Spanish, as many of you know, and I teach as an adjunct. Now, you may not know what an adjunct professor or instructor is, but an adjunct instructor is one who is considered basically part time. A full-time load, or like for courses on most university campuses, would be somewhere in the neighborhood of four to five classes. Now, I have a master's in Spanish, so I am credentialed to teach undergrad courses. And generally, that means Spanish 101, 102, 201, 202, something along those lines. And occasionally, like for Spalding University, I teach Spanish 103, which is for healthcare professionals. So occasionally there's an oddball kind of course in there that I get the privilege of designing and teaching. So my schedule was far more than four courses every term because the adjunct pay rate is very low compared to, say, being a full-time instructor. Because, you know, then there comes with, the full-time comes with benefits and vacation or you know, maybe summer or just so many different things that come with being a full-time employee as would come with any other type of job that you would have full-time as opposed to part-time insurance, things like that. So at any rate, I was maxed out on my teaching load. And I remember this day so well, we were co-oping at a church in Frankfurt and it was a homeschooling co-op. And we would meet every Tuesday for maybe about three hours, and the kids would all be enrolled in different classes. I served on the leadership board there with some of my dearest friends, dearest homeschooling friends at that time. The kids would come. We some we serviced maybe 50 families, well over 100 children. We put them in groups. We got teachers for them. It was just a wonderful little time of enrichment for our children as they homeschooled. And certainly as they got into high school, they were able to take courses with like chemistry. They could take that with a someone who had a chemistry degree from college or a biology degree. And we had dads teaching who were qualified to teach physics. And it was just so wonderful to co-op all of our skills. For example, I taught Spanish. So, so many of the homeschool students were in, were in my classes for Spanish from elementary all the way through high school. And 
we we went there every week and you can imagine life at that time you know we always think that the time we're in is the busiest and then we think oh it could never get busier and somehow it does get busier or it feels like it does but yet we manage the load somehow but i had lots of ups and downs during those years and it it wasn't easy being single and trying to coordinate all of these things and there was one day where I had a stack of Spanish papers that I was grading and I had, I mean, a big stack, like maybe there were compositions or something. I don't remember, but I'm at all these different institutions. Now, fortunately, I just teach online Spanish, so I don't actually have to run around to these different colleges and so forth. But at that moment, I was doing a lot of running, and often I taught night courses so that it w- so it wouldn't interrupt my children's schedule during the day as we were homeschooling. On this particular day, it was kind of like one of those boisterous, windy days, spring days or fall days. I don't remember. And all my kids were, we were actually getting out of the, out of the van, my old Bessie, you can read about Bessie on the blog over at choosetothink.co, just put Bessie, B-E-S-S-I-E in the search engine there. And you're going to find several interesting blog stories all about Bessie, the van Bessie, Toyota van with over 320 some thousand miles, over 20 years old before we donated her. But at any rate, there I pulled under the, at the very front of the church, I pulled in and uh, the kids were all filing out. You know, my four kids were getting out of the van and I was holding all the papers that I needed to grade during the break that I might have at our co-op. And don't you know that the wind just picked all those papers up and blew them everywhere? I mean, they were flying in the air. And some of them were stapled. And so it was just that rustling sound and a big whir of just a whirl of of papers going everywhere. And the sweetest gesture my kids could have ever done for me was what exactly they did. And they rushed around. They were, you know, maybe it was fun to them. I don't know. I was positively mortified. And they, they rushed around trying to grab all of those papers for me. And they were running around and grabbing them and they bend down to pick it up and whoosh, it would, it would go off again. And have you ever had that happen? You know, you, you, a dollar falls out of your pocket and you're like, ah, and you, you can't get it or an important receipt and you're chasing it around and trying to step on it or grab it or get it before it goes further and further and further. And that's really what was happening. And I, I already imagined telling my students, I'm so sorry. You know, the students tell us, right? The dog ate my homework, right? And I was imagining telling my students, I'm so sorry about your wet papers and your crinkled papers and the fact that they're dirty and stepped on and, you know, but this is what happened and kind of a reversal there. At any rate, they got them all. But the point to the story is that was a day that I was particularly feeling overwhelmed. And to have that happen, just as I pulled in to let the kids out and to get going on our way, to have something like that happen was just like, okay, that's the straw that broke my back. And I want to read to you today from the Choose to Think Inspirational devotional. It's a 365-day devotional. I want to read to you something that you might find really encouraging because maybe you too feel overwhelmed in your life. And even that word overwhelmed is powerfully 
negative, believe it or not. I even hate to say it nowadays because it's so negative. And there's a like a shutdown valve in your brain that that occurs, that, that it goes into action to kind of shut things down and make you slow down and make you say, okay, I'm going to go take a nap here because this is just, my life is too much. And we, I have to be so careful even to this day about the words that I say to myself and how I'm talking to myself because I can quickly just dabble in that, those feelings of being overwhelmed. Someone said recently, Victoria, Hey, what's going on in your life? And I, and I want to say, okay, let's see what's going on in my life. Well, my son's getting married in a couple of weeks and I'm, I'm so blessed to do their slideshow for them. I can't wait to do that. I just have to find all of Matthew's pictures, his photographs, which are probably on three different hard drives and my phone to boot. And so there's that. Actually, I'm very excited about the wedding and I'm very excited to be able to do that slideshow, but it's just kind of a big thing, right? And then I'm also going to get married in the near future and I'm in the process of selling my house and staging it and moving furniture to my future husband's home where we're going to live in his home after we get married. And that's a big thing, right? That's on the list of top five stressors, I believe, getting married. So all of that's going on. Then there's the holiday coming up, celebrating Easter. And there's also a family vacation that's coming up, which I can't wait to have all of my kids together. And then there's pickleball, which comprises or consumes a whole bunch of my life. And gratefully so, because I always call them, I'm going to go whack around some balls just to relieve stress. There is the most beautiful and wonderful privilege of watching my grandchildren and spending time with them and involving them in my life and little chores and projects around the house. And plus my work schedule, right? I'm about to finish the term. We end in early May or the end of April, things are starting to wrap up, but guess what? I'll be teaching through this summer. I have six classes that are going to turn around and start right back up and then, you know, progressively in two different waves over the summer. And I want to get out of the country. If God would allow me to do that, my husband and I, my future husband and I, and so we've so many awesome, good, wonderful things that are going on. But when you look at all of them, it's, it's all good, but it's all a lot. And I have to really be careful not to press the overwhelm button and say, this is too much. This is too much because truly I've trained my brain to know what a wonderful privilege it is to get up every single day, to have an able body to move, to bend, to breathe. I've learned to praise God for the simplest things in my life, like family and friends and the encouragement that others give me and the food in my belly and the fact that I have a car sitting in my driveway, the fact that I have a driveway, the fact that I have warm running water, that I have beautiful pastures filled with horses and cattle that I get to look at and starry nights that I get to, you know, throw back my head and look at the beautiful expanse of sky and the twinkling stars and God's amazing creation. So many wonderful blessings. I'll also tell you 
this is a bit of a different podcast perhaps, but I've been grappling with my attitude on the pickleball court, but you will be so proud of me because I have made efforts and gargantuan leaps ahead in not being such a poor sport. Pickleball is kicking my hiney in the sense of straightening my head and making me choose to think. I'm telling you, that's the name of the game, whether it's pickleball or juggling a thousand things, getting married, getting divorced, marrying a kid, doing your job, sitting down to watch a TV show, whatever it might be, eating, trying to stay healthy. I could keep going, helping your neighbor, giving stuff away, painting your projects at home, all of these things that you're doing all of them, what are you thinking about them? How are your thoughts regarding them? And when you can turn your thoughts to the proper perspective, then you're going to find that you, you are filled with a lot more joy and you don't let those feelings of overwhelm overtake you and bring you under and cause you to lose your breath and even miss a step in the process. It was so funny because I I thought, you know, today's actual Psalm was supposed to be Psalm 41. And I kept studying Psalm 41 several days all week, reading it over. And I'm like, Lord, what's the story here? What could I tell here that would encourage the listener and make them feel validated and like they're not alone and like they have someone on their side, someone who's trying to connect the dots alongside them between these wonderful biblical truths that we find in the Psalm as David pours his heart out before God. And and he's he took time to pin these words that always end in, almost always, end in praise to, to our Creator. What could I find from from that psalm that would be an encouragement, a way to connect the the dots? And over and over and over again, I got nothing, nada. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I I just kept nothing. Nothing was coming up. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to change the psalm. And so I I thought, what's next in the list? Because I've been doing all of the Psalms in order of popularity, just a kind of a weird way to do it, but it shook them up a little bit. And, and we're, we're now through, I guess about maybe, I don't know, 50 or 60 Psalms. There are 150 altogether. And so I thought, I'm just going to mix the order. So I'm going to change, change it up to actually the Psalm 41 is the 48th most popular Psalm. And Psalm 28 is the 49th. So I thought I'm just going to go look at Psalm 28 because I wanted to talk about you, your life and how you're managing it and just feelings of overwhelm, which I have to fight a lot. And if I fight it, I have a feeling that you do too. I don't even like to call myself busy. I like to call myself productive. But I can tell you I've been taking a lot of naps lately because I've been going to bed late, getting up early. And sometimes when I go to sleep, it's like, oh, I just want to lie down and and zone out for a little bit. And so then I thought, okay, I'm going to read Psalm 28. And oh my goodness, it's perfect for what I want to talk about. And I'm not going to do a deep dive and research into the psalm like I do often and share commentary, viewpoints, things like that. I'm just going to to kind of link it into what's going on in my life right now as I touch base with you. 
And I'm also going to read from the devotional. I continue to get so many wonderful comments and feedback about this devotional. It is called Choose to Think, Find Peace, Joy, Hope, Health, and Freedom Every Day. 365 daily devotionals and or devotions. And each devotion is, is just one page long. If you don't know, I actually am a paid devotion writer, devotional writer for Guidepost magazine. And I write devotionals for them. And, um, and so I've, I, I kind of got used to, to writing really short devotionals. And that's what I know you need because you want something quick, something that will get you into the word of God and that will also inspire you and encourage your heart. A, a devotional, a little reading, a connection point with someone who's been there and who writes from her heart. The, the prayers are so profound because that's where I think you'll see that I'm being just really real and saying, Lord, I need your help on these issues, though. The instructional part is more like this is one thing you can do or you should consider doing this, whereas the prayer is a little bit more authentically transparent, if you will. My heart jumped in my throat when I opened the devotional for for the day. But let me tell you, I didn't have my reading glasses on. And so I read April 11th, but it was really April 12th. That's the date I'm reading this. That shows you how close to the wire I am with my podcast right now. There was a time when I had like six podcasts in the bank, so to speak, already edited, already done, ready to go. And sometimes during this journey, I'm now in my third season. Oh my goodness. I'm like the day before recording, because like I said, life is crazy good and busy and, and, and it's, you know, I'm just doing the best I can, but so what? I mean, Yes, the best practice would be to give yourself that buffer, but right now I can't seem to find the buffer and it's just okay. I am committed to putting these podcasts out. I love podcasting. I absolutely love it. It was one of the best things my kids ever suggested to me. They're the ones who said it way back when, and mom, why don't you try podcasting? And I'm like, what's a podcast? And and it's not been the same. I love it without fail. And by the grace of God, you have tuned in to one podcast a week, at least every single Thursday without fail now in our third season. And I think we're up to episode 153. That's what this episode is. So I couldn't be more pleased. However, I opened and I, and my eyes saw April 11th, which was today. It's a Monday. And, but really it was April 12th, but would you believe this is the point I'm trying to make the Psalm for that day, because the devotional starts with a Bible reading, a little teeny verse, and then an, I choose affirmation, something that you can grab hold to and say, yeah, I'm going to choose to do this today. And then a couple of paragraphs expounding on the Bible verse, expounding on that. I choose affirmation. Maybe there's brain studies in there. Maybe there's a little bit of research. Maybe I pull in the Hebrew or the Greek renderings of these words to to really go deeper and pull out and extract some more meaningful uh, connections for you. And then actually, if you're a journaler, I have some a couple of thought reflection questions for you also. So this is an all-in-one, one-stop shop for a way to get in God's word and to, to choose to be disciplined and to be trained and to keep yourself. It's the best way to start your day. Let's just put it like that. And I know not everyone does a devotion in the morning. You could have the best way to end your evening if you want to look at it like that. But lo and behold, if the verse isn't from Psalm 28, which is the one I changed to, 
which is not today, but almost today. And I just thought, oh, thank you, Lord. Could it be any better? Do you ever have those little teeny small things that happen? And you're like, okay, there are 150 Psalms. What are the odds that today's devotional is from Psalm 28? And that that's the, that is the Psalm that I'm going to do on the podcast. And by the way, in the devotional book, they're not all the Psalms. I'm all over the Bible. So I've even got, I mean, the, the, it's so uncanny. It's not, it's not likely that I would open to this. I mean, let me just tell you the one before that on the actual 11th was Romans eight twenty eight. The one before that was Hebrews. And then, then I have some from the Psalms, Hebrews, Galatians, Revelation, um, you know, and Proverbs, first Peter. I mean, the devotion is all over the place, but the one that I was going to read that was perfect, that, that goes with where you might be in your life, Psalm 28. And that's the one that it was, even though I didn't have my reading glasses on and I read the wrong date by one day. Hey, close enough in my book. And I forgot, it was like, God gave me a little pat on the back and said, it's going to be okay, Victoria. It's going to be okay. Let me read you this. Um, Psalm 28, seven, that's the actual, the little clip for the devotion from the devotional. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I praise him. The I choose affirmation is I choose to lean on the Lord's strength. Well, isn't that what we need to do? Isn't that what you need to do when you are feeling at wit's end and papers are flying all around in the air and you can't catch them? And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And you're like, why, Lord? Why me? Why now? Why is this happening to me? Isn't that the way you feel? Don't you want the Lord to be your help, your strength, and your shield when you get a bad diagnosis or when your kid makes a poor decision or when somebody you love gets hurt or when your neighbor is needing you so much and and you just want to go to their assistance? Isn't this how you feel when, when you're conflicted about something, or maybe you feel like you're in a state of confusion or doubt. Maybe someone is saying something about you that's not true. Maybe you have to deal with a contentious person in your life. Maybe it's that colleague who just, you're like, it's so annoying and you're about ready to pull your hair out. Don't you want to rely on the Lord and rest in him and his grace? Well, let me go on as you are choosing to lean on the Lord's strength, because trust me, your strength alone isn't enough, is it? And I can say the same, my strength, my strength of resolve, my strength of determination, my, my energy, it's not enough to do my life. It's really not. It's not by my own grit and pulling myself up by my bootstraps. That's going to help me right now. It's not. And it won't help you. Oh, it might for a day or two, or maybe even a week if you're really, really kind of that cutting edge individual who's like, by golly, I'll do it. Maybe it'll help you that long. But I'm telling you, for me, if I don't plug into the Lord, I'm like a cooked goose on a big platter. Forget it. I can't do it. But when I choose to lean on the Lord's strength, it's different. So here's what the actual paragraphs say. As you know, 
The seven R's for living your best thought life outline the process of mind renewal. And those seven R's are recognize, resist, or reject, replace, repeat, rejoice, and renew. Those are the first five. And then it contains two final acknowledgement steps that bookend the transformation. Rely and rest. Heart healing and mind transformation take months and can seem like arduous work at times, but during the entire process, we must remind ourselves that we are not alone. God is with us every step of the way, and we learn to rely on Him to heal our heart and mind in His perfect timing. When the Lord is our strength, He is our might, our power, and the one who prevails for us. We choose to lean upon him, nestled in behind our shield, and we choose to trust that he will help us. There are several action items you can take as you rely on the Spirit to guide and comfort you. Number one, daily, you can pray and ask for his help. Yes, he already knows you need him, but often prayer helps you articulate, verbalize, and declare those pain points in your life. Prayer gives you clarity about your hopes, dreams, and aspirations. You learn to pray through all your emotions, expressing them first to God. Number two, you read, listen to, repeat, sing, and say God's word out loud. To rely on the Lord in his strength, you must know him. In reading the Bible, your relationship grows more intimate as you learn about God, who he says he is, who he says you are, and who gives his perspective on our situation. Number three, you look for ways during your day where God proves his continued faithfulness to you. You expect him to show up in your life in mighty and magnifying ways. It might be through a gentle rain falling outside your open window, or it may be through an unexpected gift on your doorstep. Okay, and that's the end of the two paragraphs there. But you get the idea that you look for God's continued faithfulness to you. Let me tell you, when I opened the devotional and I saw Psalm 28, which is the one I decided to do for today, That was evidence of God's faithfulness to me. That was a pat on the back. That was a hug that I got from my father. The reflection questions are, in what ways do you lean on the Lord's strength? Why is self-reliance on an emotional and spiritual trap? And finally, this is the prayer. Lord, thank you for providing your spirit to strengthen me. Help me to lean on you today. Amen. I want to read Psalm 28 to you. Psalm 28, the NIV version. To you, Lord, I call. You are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me, for if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy place. Do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, who speak cordially with their neighbors, but harbor malice in their hearts. Repay them for their deeds and for their evil work. Repay them for what their hands have done and bring back on them what they deserve. Because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord and what His hands have done, He will tear them down and never build them up again. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. 
My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise Him. The Lord is the strength of His people, a fortress of salvation for His anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. And this is the word of the Lord. There you go. Isn't that a beautiful psalm to kind of cover everything and tie it up nicely for us now? If you're feeling overwhelmed in your life, I get it. But there is a God you can lean on, you can rely on, and you can rest in for strength. Don't go it alone. You really can't. You'll end up with debt in streets and a whole lot of frustration. Avoid saying, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't do my life, or I hate my life. Those kind of thoughts suck the life out of you and your energy. And instead, try saying things like, God, with you I can scale a wall. God, you hear me when I cry. Father, I need your guidance right now. Father, you have blessed me with all these wonderful things in my life. I can't almost even believe how you've blessed me. Help me to manage my life well. I am yoked with you and your yoke is easy and light. And with that brain changer, may God bless you and you keep choosing to think and live your best thought life. It starts with your thoughts. Trust me, I know I've been there. And hey, jump on over to my website at choose to think.co. That's with the number two.co. Get your copy of the devotional. It's not too late. You can start right now. Even if you want to join a book club, let me know. Email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And did you know that I do life coaching? I'm a certified Christian life coach. And you want a free thought strategy session? I'm your gal. I'll help you kind of tackle those pesky thoughts that you may be having. We can turn those around so you can have clarity of thought, organization with your thought life. I'll walk you through those seven R's for living your best thought life. And we can do it all in 60 minutes. Believe me, we can do it. And by the way, did I say it's free? So all you have to do is jump on over to choose to think.co and you can get all the information you need there. It's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.